Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so glad that I can spend time with you in this teaching. I would like to read many scriptures and encourage you to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, who learn how to touch the heart of God and to get God's attention. Let us pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, that you love us first and you care for us. That's why you give us. Good spiritual food for us to partake, and so that we can be strong spiritually, and we can be the blessing to the nations. Father, we want to follow the footstep of Jesus Christ. We want to partake the spiritual food that is the Scripture, the Word of God. And now may the Holy Spirit teach us and guide us and show us the revelation from heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Our Lord, the Master and the Creator of the universe, is the very generous Father, generous God. We should follow His footsteps. We should follow His ways. His way is that He is so kind, so gracious, so wise, and so generous. He is generous to us that he has given us oxygen to breathe, water to drink, the rains, beautiful flowers and delicious food, the trees and the fruit. All these things he gave to us because he is so generous. He show his generosity to us by giving his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to us as the savior. John chapter three verse sixteen, the Bible describes how God loved us. For God loved the world so much that He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish but have everlasting life. God loved us so much; He gave His Son to us. He would like us to have salvation, superabundant life, victory. Grace and favor, and the Bible also promises that when we are generous, He will make us prosper. In the book of Proverbs, chapter eleven, verse twenty-five, the generous will prosper. Those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. If we want to touch the heart of God and want to really get His attention, we should. Be generous like him. We should honor our Lord by giving special gifts and good gifts to Him. When we honor the Lord, the Lord will honor us back. And when we honor the Lord by our generosity, we touch His heart, we get His attention. Proverbs chapter three verses nine to ten: Honor the Lord with your wealth and with The best part of everything you produced, then he will fill your barns with grain, and your vats with overflow with good wine. 
we can see here that when we honor the Lord with our wealth, with our substances and materials and money, we really touch His heart, and He bless us back. I would like to read the story of a man named Cornelius in the Bible. This man, at the beginning, he just was seeking God. He was a man who feared God, and he really wanted to know the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But he was not a born again believer yet. Look at his lifestyle in Acts chapter 10, verses 1 to 4. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, and one who feared God with all his household, who gave alms generously to the people, and prayed to God always. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision. An angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. And if you continue to learn about this story, you will see that Cornelius later on received the visitation from the apostle Peter, and the whole household was saved, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit came upon his house. In other words. His generous heart and his prayer really opened the floodgate of heaven. His heart of generosity touched the heart of God, gets God' attention. Cornelius was a man who feared God, prayed to God always, and gave alms or charitable offerings to the poor in a generous way. God heard his prayer. God sent an angel to speak to him. And the angel said to him that God gonna bless this family, and salvation will come to this family. Wow! I want to have this experience. God really bless me and come to my home and help me. The Lord opened the floodgate of heaven over me, and definitely prayer opened heavens, and also. The generous heart opened heavens as well. The Bible say that the righteous show mercy and give. When you sowed into the kingdom of God, you will reap the things of the kingdom of God. Whatever you sow in, you reap that. You sow love, you reap love, because giving generously really touched the heart of God, and God will open heaven. To pour whatever you sow into your life, when you sow into revival, you reap revival. When you sow into the teaching of the word of God, you reap the anointing of the teaching. Psalm chapter thirty-seven, verse twenty-one: The wicked borrow and never repay, but the godly are generous givers. I pray that. God will call you and me, and His people in this generation, godly people. And one of the characteristic of godly people is that they are generous givers. Generous givers touch the heart of God, and also get God's attentions. Psalm chapter thirty-seven, verse twenty-six: 
They are always generous, the godly or the righteous, and lend freely. Their children will be blessed. My brother and sister, let us make a decision to be a godly man or a godly woman who sow generously to the kingdom of God. And the Lord promises that as we are godly, we love Him, we seek the kingdom of God first. We want to please Him. We want to touch His heart. We want to. Bless his kingdom. He gonna bless us and bless our children and our offspring, in order to be able to leave an inheritance for your children. You need to be blessed first, and you can be blessed when you touch the heart of God and when you really ask God to open heaven for you by prayer and show the generous heart to Him. The righteous show mercy and give generously. That's what the Bible say. If you don't give money to the kingdom of God, it means that He does not have your heart. When your heart is for Him, you give to Him and to His kingdom and to His servant and to His work. God will really be touched by your generosity. Let's give our heart to God. Let's give our life to God, and when we give our heart to Him, He will be very pleased, and we show that we give our heart to Him by being a generous, godly man or godly woman. Before Jesus multiplied the bread and fish to feed thousands of people, He looked up to heaven and gave thanks to the Father. Luke chapter nine verse sixteen. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. It's so important as a Christian to have a thankful heart. We thank God for everything. We should always say thank, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Honey. Thank you, brothers and sister. Thank you for everything. And when you have a thankful heart, it means you give your heart to God, and you really show thankfulness by being generous to Him, to His people, to His work, to His kingdom, to His church, to the poor, to the people that God leads you to help them. We should have an attitude of gratitude. Instead of being jealous of others, when they are blessed by God, we should thank God for everything. For a believer, God's word is filled with promises of supernatural harvest of blessings and abundance for you and for your loved ones. If you touch the heart of God, you get His attention by giving your heart to Him, by being thankful toward Him. He will open the floodgate of heaven and pour the harvest of blessing and abundance into you. Philippians chapter four verse nineteen say, "And my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus." The apostle Paul talked about the generosity of the Philippians, who supported his ministry, and because of that generosity. They touched the heart of God. They got God's attention, 
and God meet all of their needs by His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Psalm 112, verses 1 to 3. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in His commandments. His descendants will be mighty on earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house. And his righteousness endures forever. Oh, I want to be this kind of man. I want to be a righteous and godly man. I want to give my whole heart to God. Obey his commandments. Live for his kingdom. Be generous to his kingdom. Be generous to people. And I know when I live that lifestyle, my life will touch the heart of God and get God's attention. And my righteousness will endure forever. God will bless my children, my house, my bank account, and the next generation under me. This is the promise of God. I love it. I would like to encourage all of you to be a righteous man or a righteous woman, a godly man or a godly woman who love God with all your heart, obey His command and be generous to Him. Honor His anointing, honor His work and be thankful. Proverbs chapter 28, verse 20, A faithful man will abound with blessings, but he who hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. You see, a faithful man will abound with blessing. Please be faithful in giving offering to the Lord, in tithings, in serving the Lord. I have the first-hand experience. I and my wife, Pasada, since we were born again about 40 years ago in Thailand, we gave our life to God. We never missed church. We served the Lord. We gave our time, energy, our home, anything in our life to build His kingdom. We have given tithe and offering to Him faithfully. And we noticed that God really about our life with blessings. And God bless our children and grandchildren. God keeps His promises. I want to touch the heart of God by being faithful to Him and generous to Him. And not only that, God will give us the natural of the financial harvest, but we also can receive even greater supernatural and spiritual harvest in the realm of the Spirit. If you become a sower, you are in control of your seed, and each time you sow your seed in good ground into the works of the Lord, you can expect a harvest that goes beyond natural provision. Not just that God will give you good job, good income promotion, and all kind of good natural provision and blessing, but your giving, your generosity will reach into eternity because multitudes of souls are brought in to the kingdom of God through your generosity. This is why the Lord really pay attention to the generous giver who 
willing to give to the kingdom of God, because in order to preach the gospel to save souls, we need finances to produce teaching, to set up the meeting, and to travel, to rent a hotel, to really bring the gospel to people. We should be generous to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, and in our generosity, we should honor those. Whom God appointed and anointed to take care of us. I'm going to read a couple of passages of Scripture concerning being generous to God's servant. In First Timothy chapter five verse seventeen, let the elders who perform the duties of their office well be considered doubly or worthy of honor and of adequate financial support. Especially those who labor faithfully in preaching and teaching, we can see here from the scripture that when we support the gospel, we should be generous, give double honor to those who are called to preach and teach the gospel, the word of God. The word double honor here means financial blessing to them. I believe that if you take care of your pastors. Your elders and leaders and people who preach the gospel in your church, the Lord will honor you back. You touch the heart of God by taking care of and honoring the servant of God that God put into your life, and God used them in order to expand the kingdom of God. We want to touch the heart of God. We want to get His attention. The Bible called our generous and faith-filled offering from our heart as a sweet-smelling aroma. God smells your giving. Touch His heart. Philippians chapter four, verses fourteen to fifteen. Nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. Now you Philippians know also that. In the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. So Paul was writing to the brother and sister in Philippians. Paul was writing to the believers in Philippi that they supported him materially and financially while he was traveling. To build churches and to preach the gospel and make disciple, other churches don't support him. And he said that, "Wow, you share with me concerning giving." They gave to Paul, and receiving, receiving the blessing from God. When we give to the kingdom, give to the servant of God who are doing the work of God faithfully under the anointing, we touch the heart of God. God will. Pour His blessing on us, so that we can receive from Him. And look at what Paul said about the giving of the Philippians in verses 16 and 19. For even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account, heavenly account. Paul said that because they gave generously, God kept records of their giving, 
and the rewards and the blessing and the fruit in their heavenly account keep growing. Not only about their rewards, but the souls that gonna enter the kingdom of God keep multiplying because of their giving. Indeed, I have all and about. I am full, having received from Epaphroditus the things sent from you, a sweet. Smelling aroma, an acceptable sacrifice, well pleasing to God, and my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. This scripture really touched my heart. When I love God, I want to see the kingdom of God expanding. I want to support the church, and I want to bless the servant of God. Financially, give to the kingdom, give to the church, and God's servant with a generous heart and willing heart. My giving touched the heart of God. He can smell the aroma of my giving, and God is very pleased with me. And He's gonna meet all of my need. He's gonna take care of my children. He's gonna take care of my grandchildren. To the thousand generation, I get God's attention by the life of giving and generosity. The Apostle Paul mentioned about taking care of God's servant in the kingdom in First Corinthians chapter nine, verses one to nineteen. I am an apostle, God's messenger, responsible to no mere man. I am one. Who has actually seen Jesus, our Lord, with my own eyes, and your changed lives are the result of my hard work for Him, <laughs> brother and sister. I totally understand what Paul talking about. Yesterday, a sister from Las Vegas came to visit New Hope International Church. During the dinner time, she said, "Pastor Lau, I know you work hard. During the day, you went to the clinic." You perform surgery in the hospital. When you came home, you prepare teaching. You edit the teaching. You record the teaching. I know that you have only a few hours sleep a day. I know you are tired. Sunday you stand there all day long preaching the message. Wow, you work so hard, and you did not take money from the church. You feed yourself. You have your own profession, and you. Try to be example to people that you serve God out of your heart. So I understand what Paul talking about here. If in the opinion of others I am not an apostle, I certainly am to you, because the the people in Corinth got saved by his ministry. For you have been won to Christ through me. This is my answer to those who question my rights. What kind of rights is this? The right. To receive financial support and care from the church members whom Paul took care of, I continue to read. Or don't I have any rights at all? Can I claim the same privilege the other apostles have of being a guest in your homes? If I had a wife, and if she were a believer, couldn't I bring her along on these trips? Just as the other disciple do, and as the Lord's brothers do, 
and as Peter does. In other words, the members in Corinth should pay for their airplane ticket for Paul's wife if he is married. That's what he tried to say. You need to support us. You need to take care of me and my family. And must Barnabas and I alone keep working for our living? They still have their own job. They did not take money from the church. Why you supply these others? What soldier in the army has to pay his own expenses? And have you ever heard of a farmer who harvests his crop and doesn't have the right to eat some of it? Oh, I like what Paul said exactly. What shepherd takes care of a flock of sheep? And goats, and isn't allowed to drink some of the milk. And I am not merely quoting the opinions of men as to what is right. I am telling you what God's law says. For in the law God gave to Moses, He said that you must not put a muscle on an ox to keep it from eating when it is treading out the wheat. Do you suppose? God was thinking only about oxen when He said this. Wasn't He also thinking about us? Of course, He was. He said this to show us that Christian workers should be paid by those they help or they minister to. Those who do the plowing and threshing should expect some share of the harvest. We have planted good spiritual seed in. Your souls, is it too much to ask in return for mere food and clothing? You give them to others who preach to you, and you should. But shouldn't we have an even greater right to them? Yet we have never used this right, but supplied our own needs without your help. We have never demanded payment of any kind for fear that. If we did, you might be less interested in our message to you from Christ. Don't you realize that God told those working in His temple to take for their own needs some of the food brought there as gifts to Him, and those who work at the altar of God get a share of the food that is brought by those offering it to the Lord. In the same way, the Lord. Has given orders that those who preach the gospel should be supported by those who accept it. Yet I have never asked you for one penny, and I am not writing this to hint that I would like to start now. In fact, I would rather die of hunger than lose the satisfaction I get from preaching to you without charge. For just. Preaching the gospel is not any special credit to me. I could not keep from preaching it. If I wanted to, I would be utterly miserable. Woe unto me if I don't. If I were volunteering my services of my own free will, then the Lord would give me a special reward. But that is not the situation, for God has picked me out. And given this sacred trust, and I have no choice. Under this circumstance, what is my pay? It is the special joy 
I get from preaching the good news without expense to anyone, never demanding any rights or my rights, and this has a real advantage. I am not bound to obey anyone just because he pays my salary. Yet I have freely and happily become a servant of any and all, so that I can win them to Christ. Wow, this is a powerful writing of the Apostle Paul. Actually, I am in the same shoes as he is. In the past 40 years, I have been serving the Lord without demanding any salary from the church. I go out to work as a neurosurgeon. I take care of my family through my secular job. I never demand my church to give me anything, so that I can preach the gospel freely. I have the same feeling like Paul. God called me. God picked me up to be the pastor of the church, to preach the gospel for Him. The reward for me is the joy to see salvation of souls. To see the maturity of God's member, and I'm so glad that I can serve Him without demanding any rights. But if you listen to this message carefully, what Paul said in the Book of Corinthians here, you can see that you should still take care of your pastor, your spiritual father. You should honor his anointing. You should not use him for free without feeding him, taking care of him. I'm saying all of this not because I demand anyone to bless me. I'm teaching you the word. In fact, many members at New Hope International Church have been so gracious to me and Pastor Da. They brought food to us. They took care of us from their generous and free will heart, willing heart, and we are very thankful. So, we look at two sides here: the servant who preached the gospel, and the other side, the members who received the gospel and the care from the leaders. The servant of God should not serve him for money, for any personal benefit. To serve God out of the calling and the love for God, but the members or the sheep. Who are being taken care by the shepherd should take care of their shepherd financially, materially. I just give you principle. I'm not talking about myself here. I'm not begging you and asking you to do anything for me. I just want to teach you the principle that if you can practice what you learn from these scriptures, like Cornelius, you touch the heart of God by being generous to the poor, praying. You give your finances and material generously, willingly to the kingdom of God. Your giving will be like a very special aroma to the nose of God, to the heart of God. You get His attention. You touch His heart, and He promises in the Bible that He will take care of you. He will bless you, and He will bless your children. Let us become that kind of believer, a generous believer, who touches the heart of God. Amen. My 
motive in preaching this is to share with you the truth. I have no agenda at all that you need to send money to New Hope or to me. Whatever God leads you, may the Lord receive your response and obedience from Him. And I believe that when you obey His word, you will experience the manifestation and the fulfillment of His promises. That's what I have been doing for many years. I spend money to support the church, to support the mission, give to the servant of God in the world, send money to them, support ministry in the world, and I can see that God really fulfill His promise in my life. God bless you. Thank you so much. I know that this is a very difficult subject to teach and to share. Many listeners may think that I have some agenda. I have no agenda at all. I want to really train you to be a faithful disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, and God can call you a godly man, a godly woman, a righteous man, a righteous woman in His eyes. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.